Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Apparently one of the whistleblowers is brave enough to come forward and give a name or I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, DOMPH, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and Flight Surgeon. All three have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. We have substantial data showing that we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. We saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. We saw, this one's amazing, neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a 1,000% increase. A uh, thousand. Ten, ten times. That's ten times the rate, and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year. To, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this. And, Senator, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm give, not giving names, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical Boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and get out of your way. 928-2021, Project Salus report, Project Salus Defense Department initiative, where they report and they take all this data, doesn't exist supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of the unvaccinated. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. So... Good morning, friends. Thank you uh, to uh, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who's uh, trying to get to the bottom of some of this truth, some of the facts and get it out there. But it is being censored, as we've known, as we've been talking about for the last year, year and a half here. That was attorney uh, Thomas Renz, who last week told a panel of experts that data provided to him by three whistleblowers show COVID-19 vaccines are causing catastrophic harm to people and particularly to members of the U.S. military. And uh, we will talk about those numbers a little later on in the podcast. But I wanted to get your attention right off the bat by playing this because this is being censored, as I've said. And I've even tried sharing links to this website, childrenshealthdefense.org. And Facebook automatically triggers and puts up a warning. And sometimes you can't even share it. So they have it. They're on to them. But this is communist policy. They are censoring Truth, facts, even someone who has different views, as we've known. And this is a very, very concerning and dangerous time in America, friends, as we've been talking about. So a lot of things to talk about today. But what we are going to discuss today is pretty much the advancing evil, converging events and global socialist goals with Gary Ka. We welcome him back. Hope for the world. Gary is an author and former Europe and Middle East trade specialist for the Indiana state government. He worked with the economic staff at American embassies on trade-related projects, and we're so thankful to have him back to share his expertise today on Standard for the Truth. Gary Cog, good morning, brother. Hey, David. It's always good to be with you. It's great to be with you, too. So you heard that clip. I even sent it to you, um, I believe, Friday. So you've had a chance to look at the article and read more of that. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes, but I would like to get an update on your ministry, on the information you're trying to get out there. Have you had uh, any cases of censorship or or things like that? Are you dealing with some of the same things that we are dealing with? And uh, just basically what's new since the last time we talked? 
Yes, there, there's been uh, uh, a lot of shadow banning of some of the talk shows that I've been on, some of the bigger ones, yep. and um, so it's making it more difficult to get the information out, definitely. Um, and one uh, host, who I won't mention by name, uh, asked me, uh, they said, why do you suppose that it's happening so much when I have a program with you? Um, because up to uh, the time that this was told to me, uh, they had not had any other instances of it. Now, that may have changed since, but uh, the only thing I could come up with is we're, we're hitting on the truth, hitting the nail on the head as to what's actually happening out there, and also possibly at one point in time, uh, because at one point in time, um, I had a secret clearance for three years in an organization that today is under the Department of Homeland Security. And um, so at that time, I learned of some things. I eventually left that organization because of some of the things that were going on mm. um, that helped me put the pieces together of what's really happening with the globalist agenda, because some of the people briefing us regularly uh, were globalists of the highest degree. And, and that was a concern to me because of some of the things that they were saying. And so I, I told this particular host, I think that could be part of of why the shadow banning. I think we're quickly reaching a point, though, where the powers that be are really coming against anybody speaking the truth uh, that has a, a significant platform. And so that includes you, David. And so anything you're going to put out on, on Facebook or other things, you know, they'll do what they can to make it as difficult as possible for people to, to get that information. And, and so I really believe we're in the final stages of this. And I, I expect an all out end run around our freedoms between now and the upcoming election, because these people who are using the, the COVID uh, crisis uh, to try to advance the one world agenda, they realize that their time is short. Uh, they're, they're running out of time because people are waking up now. Um, every, every doctor um, who has more than a thousand patients will have had at least probably a couple dozen patients by now of theirs who've been fully vaccinated and yet who have gotten severe cases of, of COVID. And so that can't be covered up anymore. People know that. And uh, our son-in-law, who is a respiratory therapist, told me recently they had 11 people at his hospital on ventilators that was COVID-related, and seven of them had been fully vaccinated. Yeah. So it, it, in his case, at least, it's right between 60 70%. Of, of people uh, who are developing severe cases requiring hospitalization are people who've had all the vaccines. Yes. So again, you can't cover this up indefinitely. People are catching on. And so that's good, but it also tells me that the powers that be are going to probably, uh, in all likelihood, uh, try to precipitate another major crisis of some sort uh, to keep moving this agenda along. And mm -hmm. so it's going to become more and more difficult to get this information uh, out. I, I personally, and we can talk about this later on, um, I don't want to get too derailed from where you wanted to go, but uh, th this uh, developing crisis in uh, Ukraine with Russia yes. and other developments going on around the world uh, could set the stage for some type of, of cyber attack uh, that I believe will be staged. And if that happens, um, you know, it's going to be very difficult financially uh, to transact and, and also to get the information out. So I, I think that could be what we might be looking at next, uh, or just a, a, a more deadly uh, virus yet to come that they're going to unleash. Uh, but these people are evil. We just need to come out and say that. I, I've had more people say, how can, how can people be so naive to support this agenda? And the whole time I'm thinking they're not naive. A lot of these people know exactly what they're doing. Mm. And it's, I think it's hard for us, David, as, yes. as Christians sometimes who want to believe the best in people and not be judgmental, to believe that there are so many people in high places out there that are driving this agenda with knowing intentions of, of depopulating the planet as well as trying to shut the economy down so that they can introduce a new global economic system uh, through which they can completely control us. And it's That's just right. hard for us to believe sometimes that things are that evil, but it shouldn't be because in the Bible we're warned about it. And if we're living in the last days, like you and I believe that we are, then this shouldn't come as a surprise at all. No. 
Um, I think one challenge for Christians, Gary, is that we always expect the best of others, and we always want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and that causes us to be sometimes naive and, uh, in certain cases, ignorant, um, because we overlook things, because we want, we expect the best out of our, you know, loving our neighbor would not mean uh, expecting them to do evil, but this is what's happening, and as you mentioned, I'm just looking at a couple of headlines over here at The Defender. Um, nearly 35,000 reports of COVID vaccine injuries in the ages of 5 to 17-year-old. Between 5 and 17, nearly 35,000 reports of COVID vaccine injuries, according to the CDC. So you know it's a lot higher than that. Now, this may be censored just for just saying this. This, this podcast may be censored. But another headline uh, says, Fauci now says kids under 5 years old might need three shots. And Sweden says benefits don't outweigh risks for young kids. And as you alluded to, and as that uh, clip we played at the very top of the podcast, approximately 71% of new cases of the virus are in the fully vaccinated, and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaccinated. Gary, it is astounding to me that this one side, not of the debate or of the argument, but of the facts and truth, has been successfully minimized, suppressed, and censored over the last year, year and a half. Yeah, and that's largely because the mainstream media is almost all of them fully on board. Mm -hmm. There are just a few journalists in there here or there that are truly questioning things. Uh, Fox News increasingly is coming out with some of that, but even then they're kind of walking a, a tightrope and yep. oftentimes slip in the, the fact that, well, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. And I That's still right. think people should be, you know, so it's always with that, with that statement along with it. And so people aren't getting the full truth. And, mm -hmm. and um, um, I, I, I want to applaud uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr., yes. uh, who, uh, you know, heads up or is very much involved in the Children's Health Defense Fund that puts out the defender. And he's been out in front of this from the beginning saying this is so dangerous for kids. And mm -hmm. they're quoting the, the statistics. Uh, and then uh, Fauci goes out there and just doubles down. You know, he's, he's determined to get this into everybody, including all kids. And honestly, if, um, if, if good people, trustworthy people who really want to defend our constitutional republic were in charge at the top right now, People like Dr. Fauci and his cohorts around them would be put on trial right now. It's and right. I'm telling you, they would have the blood of many people on their hands because there are thousands of people that have already died because of these vaccines. Furthermore, these vaccines, the statistics we're seeing is they're only about 40 to 50 percent effective. So stop the debate for a moment of what's actually going into the vaccines, which is a whole other matter. They're, they're ineffective. And again, this is being shown through by the fact that uh, a majority of the people in the U.S. now coming down with COVID have, have been vaxxed. And, um, and, and so where in our lifetime have we ever heard of a vaccine that's only 40% effective, if that? I don't even think it's going to be that high because as more time, it's going to go down. Can you still hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up quite a bit, Gary, and we don't know yeah. why. There, well, I think we might have a good idea why, actually. But <laughs> anyway, um, given 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 that kind of track record. Okay, we lost you. Let's let's reconnect with Gary Ka. Um, I'm also going to quote him when we get him back on the air. I'm going to quote him uh, in an email that he sent to me. Uh, I'm going to quote Gary and just get his response and see if he still believes what he said. And we're also going to talk about the trucker freedom convoy protests. Uh, they're protesting Justin Trudeau, Emperor Justin Trudeau's vaccine mandates. Um, as you know, they've uh, they've taken uh, tyranny to new levels in Canada. And so we're going to talk about that on the so-called freedom convoy. Um, I, I think it is. I think the citizens are trying to come out and say, all right, we've had enough. But in America, too, friends, the borders don't separate uh, or keep tyranny out. It's already in. We are being attacked and we have been under attack from within over the last uh, probably 30 to 50 years. From within, we've been under attack. So we're going to talk to Gary Ka about that. Plus an article over at uh, frc.org, Family Research Council, 
And um, let me just share with you part of the first paragraph of this. It's, it's related to what we're talking about. Is Gary back with us? Gary, you Hello, there? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, that's not the first time that's happened. So I, yeah, That's interesting. Uh, I, I want to say something real quick in case I get bumped off again. <laughs> People need to go to my website, garykaw.org. That's spelled G-A-R-Y-K-A-H.org. And read the article there that we posted called The COVID Agenda and Mark of the Beast Technology. And in order to get to it, uh, you put your, your, the cursor over the update center on our homepage at the top and then click on archives there. And then it will take you uh, to where you'll find that article, The COVID Agenda and Mark of the Beast Technology. It connects all of these dots in a way that um, I, I put a ton of time into it in research, and that article is in the process of going viral right now. It needs to get out there quickly because it pulls it all together, and, and we've got to take a stand while we can uh, because the clock is ticking, and I think they're going to do everything they can to shut things down here before long. Great. Gary, we've got five minutes left in this segment. Let's talk about that, but first I want to quote you in an email you sent to me, if, if I can let the cat out of the bag. You said this. You know, because emails are public, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you said this, thank God people are finally beginning to wake up. Hopefully it's not too little too late. And I wanted to get your take on what's happening up in Canada now and in other countries, but particularly the trucker freedom convoy protests in Canada, protesting Trudeau's uh, vaccine mandates. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, share a little bit more about, uh, thank God people are finally beginning to wake up. Is it too late or do we still have a chance? I, I think only God knows that with certainty. We just have to do everything that we possibly can. And if there is enough uh, of an awakening and repentance, that word being very key, you know, God can still intervene and push back this, uh, this timetable, what's going on, and expose these globalists. But they're determined to make this happen yes. sooner rather than later, because they're beginning to be exposed on a larger scale now with the truth getting out. And I think in Canada, the, the situation there has just been absolutely draconian. And, and we have a very good friend that lives uh, in Manitoba, which is in the central part of, of Canada. And, uh, I mean, they're out in the, in the sticks and their little town, the closest town is only 200 people, and yet they have several snitches there that, you know, whenever they go into town, they watch if, if they've got the mask on or not, even if people are 50 feet apart. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so the people of Canada, many of them have just said, this is, we're, we're not taking it anymore. Right. And so these truckers have gotten together, and there are tens of miles of truckers right now <laughs> uh, lined up in Ottawa, Canada, sending a signal uh, to the uh, parliament up there saying, listen, uh, the proof is out there. Uh, more people now are getting this disease that are vaccinated than unvaccinated. You're trying to shut us down so that we can't communicate or do anything anymore. And, and of course, mandating these vaccines just to be able to drive uh, trucks and, and, and people have had it. So I don't know where it's going to go, um, but a strong signal is being sent. Uh, a, a friend just told me that uh, Trudeau has been in hiding the last few days uh, somewhere in Canada because he doesn't want to have to face these truckers. Uh, he is a coward. He's yes. a, a staunch internationalist, as was his father. He's a globalist. He's in the tank. Uh, they want to use Canada as an example for the rest of the world, uh, just like Australia and other places. And so the American people need to take note, because this is what's coming our way if Fauci and his uh, crew of, of hoodlums are able to keep going down the path that they are. So we need to call evil out. It, it, this is a mistake that the, the Germans did leading up to World War II. They kept thinking things would get better and that Hitler really wasn't as bad as he was, mm. and so people didn't speak up as they needed to, and we all know what happened. And so now it's up to, up to the Christians, largely in America, and, and some other people that happen to be uh, politically conservative and are concerned about protecting our U.S. Constitution. If we do not take a stand now, a few months from now, we might not have any freedoms left. So and it, this is a time to be on our knees in mm. prayer, because without God, we cannot be effective in any of these things. Amen. Uh, so we need to cry out to the Lord in complete, full repentance, and, and then do everything that we can to inform people of the truth, and then leave it in God's hands from there. Gary Ka on Stand Up For The Truth. Hope for the world is his ministry, garycod.org. If we do not 
take a stand and get more people engaged, we may run out of time to do so. Well, almost two years into his government power grab, the White House is taking Biden's overreach to new heights, this time with a federal database. Pretty intrusive. It might even make China proud. More with Gary Cobb when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest today is Gary Kaw, and we uh, talked just before we took our break about uh, the power grabs that we're seeing. Unprecedented. That word is almost being overused, overworn out. Unprecedented um, in our history. Uh, things that are happening, particularly where government intrusion is concerned. And um, from day one, the Biden administration has displayed an attitude of contempt almost towards Americans who prioritize faith in their lives. And um, so what we're talking about this, what we heard that they're starting to talk about a vaccine or a religious freedom database um, a federal database of those who apply for religious exemptions. And this is really concerning, Gary. Uh, I mean, as if we we don't have enough to be concerned about. But just your thoughts on what we were sharing during the break. I would love for you to uh, just share our, with our audience that. Well, hospitals are between a rock and a hard place right now, because um, well, as as we all know, um, old news now. At least fifty five hundred. Uh, medical workers walked off in New York City alone a couple months ago rather than take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And that number, that percentage is even higher in other parts of the country uh, than it is in New York. And so you've got hospitals, you know, that suddenly um, have 10 or 20 percent fewer personnel in some cases than they did a few months ago. And so if they try to enforce the mandate, for some of them, it could mean financial ruin. Uh, in New York, they've been bringing in some National Guard uh, medical people, but that only can go so far. And so hospitals are now having to make financial, practical decisions. Uh, do we keep our doors open or do we go down with the ship? Uh, do, you know, are we going to obey Fauci and, and, and uh, his group uh, no matter what and, and take uh, uh, ultimately a financial hit? Although, um, there's been some evidence, yes, that, that hospitals are uh, getting extra money for uh, COVID patients so that, that there is um, uh, a windfall, so to speak, if they put down COVID. So if somebody goes to the hospital for something completely unrelated, but they also happen to have some COVID in their system, maybe not even manifesting, uh, how's that going to be recorded? Mm. If if you're you know a hospital administrator, what are you going to tell your people? Uh, which direction are you going to go on this when you're already financially hurting because of the employees that have left? Um, are you going to um, uh, say no, no more of this nonsense, or are you going to take whatever money you can in the name of COVID? These are the kinds of decisions being made around the country right now. And like I said, we have family members in the medical uh, community. And uh, they have taken religious exemption. Mm -hmm. And so far, they've been able to do so, probably because the hospital that they're at, they can't afford to lose any more employees right now, or they might have to shut down. And, and so this is going to be a battle right down to the finish. And again, the only thing I think that could change the momentum is if enough people make enough noise, especially those in the medical community. And I realize that means them sticking out their necks because they might be threatened with the loss of their medical licenses and that mm -hmm. type of thing. We know that's happening all around the country. Uh, I, I praise God for organizations like America's Frontline Doctors and, and Simone Gold and, and so many others that have stood with her. Uh, the Dr. Zelenko's out there and, and Dr. Harvey Risch and, and so many who have uh, put their necks on the line. You know, some of them top epidemiologists, but the mass media isn't giving them the time of day. They're trying to suppress this information. Right. And so it, it, it's, you know, it's an ugly scene. It really is. I mean, yes. we sh none of us should be in this position, uh, nor should our uh, nurses or doctors be put in this position. Uh, but if they don't stand now, they're, they're going to lose their jobs ultimately anyway. So mm -hmm. I think uh, they, they need to take a stand now in every way that they possibly can and, and be whistleblowers and come out with the truth. 
I preached at a church yesterday in Appleton, Wisconsin, and one of the uh, members came up to me who's a healthcare worker, and she uh, is concerned that, that the mandate would would cause her to uh, well have to leave her job uh, because she is pregnant, and uh, she knows from her research how vaccines can impact the life of a an unborn child. It, it can also impact. Uh, it, it, well, for some, it can cause infertility, what we've learned. And also, it can cause problems even, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not, not, not abortion, but it can induce... Um, miscarriages. Miscarriages, that's it. I couldn't remember the word. Um, but anyway, so I gave her just uh, my advice. It's a tough situation, and everyone's going to have to make it. She's concerned about her income con- and contributing to her family. So my heart goes out to people because not everybody in the healthcare industry industry is evil. Most no. people go in wanting to save lives, wanting to help people, but there are at the top some administrators and people who money is the bottom line for them. And if, I just know by the fact our audience really flocked to this podcast last week, record numbers when we had Wisconsin father Scott Shera on. Uh, it's called, that was January 25th, Controversial Unnecessary Death of Our Daughter Due to Hospital Protocols. And he laid out some information, as you just alluded to, it is concerning. And I just pulled up another article that the hospitals do get money. They're, this is not rumor. This is not conspiracy theory. For diagnostic tests requiring uh, emergency room admission, also COVID-19 diagnosis, also COVID admissions, also the use of the drug remdesivir, yields a 20% bonus payment on the entire hospital bill, also mechanical ventilation, and COVID-19 listed as cause of death. We could go on and on, but hospitals are getting money, and this is from the government. This is stimulus money, which is really sad. They're getting billions across the country, hospitals, in stimulus funds. Uh, Gary, this is really concerning because... (laughs) It should not be a health issue, and, and this is becoming evil because greed has now come in. And as you said, some hospitals, they're just trying to stay afloat because they're losing employees. What do you foresee? I know this is speculation. Where do you see this going as far as the healthcare industry, hospital staffing, and what we we're talking about here? Well, uh, speaking from personal experience, my, my daughter's a nurse. She's four and a half months pregnant. Mm. She has not taken the vaccine for the, those very reasons. Um, in the military, we know now, based on statistics, recent statistics, that miscarriages among uh, female military members have increased 300% in 2021 over the previous five-year average. Wow. And, and I mean, these aren't small increments. No. These are drastic. And, and, and so with that kind of knowledge, a person would have to be a fool to take the vaccine when they're pregnant. And regardless of what Fauci says, and he's a flat-out liar because he's aware of these statistics, and he won't let them out. And so I think people need to put the heat on Fauci and those around him in a way that um, uh, you know hasn't happened yet. And uh, I think uh, Senator Ron Johnson has done the best job. Uh, I respect that man. Yep. And you people living in Wisconsin, you get behind him because he, he's a man of truth. He's trying to do everything he can to get credible information out there. And we need more in the Senate like him. And I think there are others who will come around him. And again, I hope it's uh, not too little too late. Um, But right now, every common person out there, through your family, through your physicians, when you talk to them, you need to apply some gentle heat and get these statistics into the hands of of the doctors. Because in many cases, they themselves aren't aware of it. This is how it works. This thing's coming from the UN and the World Health Organization down, generally speaking. And then uh, from there, it goes down through the NIAID, the National Institute of Health. Uh, both of those organizations, uh, Fauci is heavily involved in that. Um, it, 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 uh, even uh, some members of the CDC, there's some division there. And in the Food and Drug Administration, you've got people pulling both ways in those organizations. But from Fauci, it's coming down uh, to to and through the regional medical associations who are putting pressure on the family physicians and on the hospitals. So it's like a chain of command. And so your, your average family physician has a hard time believing that the people above him are so corrupt and evil that they would knowingly promote this agenda. So a lot of them just see this as a crazy conspiracy theory. Mm. They're just going by whatever facts they're being fed that's coming right down from Fauci through these various associations and some of the pharmaceutical companies 
which, by the way, Pfizer last year alone made $50 billion plus just from the vaccines, not counting other profits they're making from other products. So money is a big driving factor in yeah. this, but it's, it's not the only one, and I don't even think it's the main one. It's just part of the agenda. Uh, but the doctors, they, many of them have not taken the time to do their own research as they should. And I think the five-hour symposium that was just sponsored by Senator Ron Johnson, the, the panel discussion last Monday, that is something that should be forwarded to all of your local physicians. And if they even listen to a couple hours of that, it's going to make them really pause and, yes. and, and give thought. Uh, because I think many of our doctors, they're generally good people, yes. wanting to help people. That's why they got into the profession to begin with. So the main problem isn't with them, but it's that they, of all people who should be the most informed, in some cases are the least informed, because of the sources that they're, they're uh, putting their trust in. We had, I don't remember what, what friend uh, told me this, but um, their doctor, it's, it's not that they're evil, but sometimes they're just wrong. And they said that um, when they were being challenged with some of these facts, they said, well, do you have a medical license? Did you, did you go to college? Did you, did you, uh, and, you know, so they're putting people down who are not, quote, educated medically and and so this is really an arrogance and 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 something a pride that that uh you know we're yes. not we're not surprised by but i would just want to emphasize the fact that the proof has come out that the department of defense and the centers for disease control and prevention have withheld covid vaccine data since um at least in the last six months but you said this and you're back to your article the covid agenda um and mark of the beast technology. After you experienced uh, getting a dosage of ivermectin from a courageous doctor, you said, um, there's no escaping the corona vaccine narrative. It is being coordinated globally. Um, we've been talking about that for so long, Gary, but can you, can you clarify, put it in another way so people, maybe our newer listeners, will really get it and understand, you know, that this is happening and why? Okay, uh let's just get right down to the the bottom line of of what's happening behind the scenes that's driving this this agenda this vaccination agenda um, bill gates has been a major player in in all of this just one of many but he's he's been right up there uh, near the top and he has been backing uh, a vaccine alliance G-A-V-I, GAVI, mm -hmm. and the acronym stands for the Global Alliance of Vaccines and Immunizations. And that organization, by the way, was uh, launched early on with $750 million from the Gates Foundation. So they're on the vaccine side of this, pushing it strongly and, and tightly coordinated with the UN and other globalist uh, forces. On the financial side of this agenda, which we haven't really even gotten into, um, MasterCard is a major, major player. Hmm. And then there's a company by the name of Trust Stamp, which is the technology side of all this. And so you have Trust Stamp, MasterCard, and Gavi all representing different aspects of this global agenda. And where they want to go with this, and I'm, I'm going to uh, quote here from my article, um, MasterCard, in addition to professing its commitment to promoting centralized record-keeping of childhood immunization also describes itself as a leader toward a, quote, world beyond cash, which is the name of one of its programs. And its partnership with Gavi marks a novel approach towards linking a biometric digital identity system, vaccination records, and a payment system into a single cohesive platform. The effort since its launch nearly two years ago has been funded via $3.8 million in Gavi donor funds, in addition to a matched donation of the same amount by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, that's all a quote coming from an article uh, entitled, Testing Will Begin in Africa for Biometric ID Vaccine Records and Payment Systems. And that came out way back in July of 2020. This, a year, this was a year and a half ago, so you can imagine how far along it is now. Wow. Um, so they've already been testing on some of the poor people in, in West Africa, uh, literally where they, they, they're putting, they're tagging you with um, 
uh, a, a substance that gives off a signal that will be your digital identification signal, but they want to also couple a vaccine with it. And so you're looking at a digital ID, uh, uh, a keeping track of whether or not you've had the vaccine and the vaccine itself all in one uh, using some state-of-the-art technology uh, called quantum dot technology, which is really quite painless. It's just put on on the back of the arm, uh, or back of the hand, and unlike, uh, you know, uh, the gut-wrenching, uh, in some cases, shot that you get from these vaccines that they jab deep down inside of you, this is just something that's quickly pushed uh, into your skin. It releases a substance, and then what, what remains behind is, uh, uh, through the technology that they have, is uh, a substance that gives off a signal that is unique to you. Mm. can be scanned. And uh, one reason uh, they're pushing a cashless society is they're using the the, the COVID agenda saying we have to go without cash because uh, the virus can be spread through cash. And so there is already the argument out there. It came out uh, openly through the World World Health Organization saying we need to go to a cashless world system. Well, with what they're working on right now, what they're experimenting on in Africa, uh, this will ultimately produce a contactless point of sales system where nobody has to touch anything. You don't use cash anymore. They just uh, wave a scanner over you. It can be a smartphone with a special app uh, that will then give off your signal and uh, debit or credit your bank account accordingly, and at the same time, uh, let the computer know whether you've been vaccinated or not or what the status is. So, uh, again, you're looking at a health passport, a mm. digital ID, yeah. and and vaccine all in one, and that's what's coming down the pike. That's where they want to go with this. And, of course, that sure uh, <laughs> could well describe the mark of the beast, mm. uh, in my opinion. Yes, we've got a lot more to talk about with Gary Cobb, but we need to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about the COVID agenda. And plus, we're going to ask Gary how Pope Francis is helping facilitate the globalist agenda. And we'll talk about Israel, what's happening over there, airstrikes. We're hearing news about rumors of war, at least, Russia, Ukraine. More with Gary Cobb in just a minute on Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Okay, one more stat we need to mention uh, before we move on, and then I've got to remind uh, everybody of the, this is the last day, believe it or not, in January, um, neurological disorders increased 1,000% in 2021 over a five-year average, uh, increasing because of the vaccine. Uh, this is according to that article in the, the, the Defender about COVID vaccines causing miscarriages, cancer, and neurological disorders. 1,000%, and this was, I think, part of that audio clip we played at the very beginning with um, uh, Renz and Ron Johnson. Um, okay, so the book offer, last day, you can definitely contact us, all four books, for $35. Again, you, you can imagine we make no money from this. But $35 plus shipping, which is roughly $8. So you can get all four books if you want to contact us um, and get the recent one, too, Canceling Christianity, Redefining Truth, The Cost of Our Silence, and Eradicate Blotting Out God in America. So one more chance for you to get a hold of those books. Um, And thank you for all the orders. And let's see here. Back to Gary Kaw. Did you have some thoughts to finish up? I think you came to a... Uh, close on that as far as the COVID agenda. There's so much more, but we're going to post that lengthy, extensive article uh, in today's podcast notes. It's called The COVID Agenda and Mark of the Beast Technology. Can you wrap up your thoughts on that before we talk about Pope Francis? Yeah, I I would just say that's uh, that's the main push right now because somehow they have to get everybody into their, their system. And so whatever crisis they can help to create to do that, um, you know, they're going to try to do it over the next few months, especially between now and the elections. Because if if the um, far left loses a grip on Congress as a result of the upcoming elections, it'll be much more difficult for them to further this agenda. So Mm -hmm. believe me, they understand what's happening and that people are waking up. 
So unfortunately, that also gives them a, an incentive to work that much uh, more quickly. And, and so we'll see where all this goes. Um, I, I do urge people, again, to, to duplicate that article. You can download it, print it off, whatever you want. You've got my full permission to, to spread that article far and wide. It's extremely important that you do so and do so quickly. Um, so that's all I have to, to say to wrap that up. Sure. And I, I know, David, um, we're talking off the air between uh, breaks, and, and you wanted me to go into um, some of what's going on involving the Vatican and, and Pope Francis. So if you want to go there next, that's fine with me. Yes, people don't get how a, quote, religious leader, uh, powerful man, globalist, uh, Marxist, uh, like Pope Francis, is involved in this uh, agenda, really facilitating this globalist agenda. So how does he work? I, we, we know he's, he's been, there's been this push you know, for the one world religion. And, but what about government? What about some of these agendas where the globalist uh, agenda is concerned? Well, he, he's been very much involved in that um, uh, really from the beginning since he became pope, but especially in the last couple of years. And he's created special organizations uh, within the Vatican as part of, of the Vatican, uh, ultimately loyal to them, uh, to help push this agenda forward. And some of those organizations... Uh, are, and groups are networking with the World Economic Forum, and he's regularly coming out and making strong statements. Now, I'll just give you a couple of them. Uh, in early March 2021, uh, an article, an interview that was published in the Vatican News, uh, he stated the, the following, um, If we seize the current trial as an opportunity, we can prepare for tomorrow under the banner of human fraternity. This is kind of the latest catchphrase he's using, human Uh fraternity, to which there is no alternative because without an overall vision, there will be no future for anyone. He also went on to state, we can heal injustice by building a new world order based on solidarity. Uh, We need political action that is the fruit of international harmony. United in fraternity, humanity is able to face common threats. Uh, On April 11th, the Pope sent a letter to a meeting of the World Bank and International Monetary Fund calling for economic restructuring for, quote, the universal common good in light of the COVID crisis. Uh, His text pointed to a system of global governance. Uh, Again, I quote him, while many countries are now consolidating individual recovery plans, there remains an urgent need for a global plan that can create new or regenerate existing institutions, particularly those of global governance, and help to build a new network of international relations for advancing the integral human development of all peoples. And it just goes on and on and on. He's, he's involved up to his eyeballs in the environmental movement and educating um, uh, people for the new world order. Uh, he believes some, some people don't quite get it yet, so they need to be educated. So he's heading up that effort. I don't know when he sleeps, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you. He's, he's so involved in this agenda. But just in case people think, oh, I'm just talking about this as, as a Protestant Christian, um, let me just say this. The Pope's obsession with, with building this, this new global society uh, has been noticed by a growing number of conservative Catholics as well who've be, begun to push back. Mm. And among the most outspoken of those people is a Vatican insider by the name of Archbishop Carlo Vigano or Vigano, as uh, many Americans call him, has openly opposed Pope Francis on on these very matters for nearly two years now. And he has even come out openly accusing Francis of being the spiritual leader of the globalist movement. And I'm going to summarize one quote from uh, Archbishop uh, Vigano. So this is him speaking now, and I I, uh, have this documented in my uh, article, uh, Pope Francis facilitating the globalist agenda. And again, you can read that at our website. Um, Vigano says, supranational organizations financed in large measure by the conspirators of this coup d'etat are interfering in the government of individual nations and in the lives, relationships, and health of billions of people. They are doing it for money, certainly, but even more so in order to centralize power so as to establish a planetary dictatorship. It is the great reset of the World Economic Forum, the Agenda 2030 of the United Nations. It is the plan of the New World Order. 
in which a universal republic enslaves everyone and a religion of humanity cancels faith in Christ, end quote. This is coming from, again, someone who has uh, served under the last four popes, including the current one, and so he's really sticking his neck out as a Catholic, speaking out against Pope Francis. So it's not just me saying these things. And uh, I, I think the Pope's overall role on the religious side of things is to unify the world's religions. Yes. And toward—yeah, go ahead, David. No, I, I, I'm seeing also in this article the Abrahamic family house— a rendering of it. it it's, it's, this all, has all inspired the creation of an interfaith religious compound, and this is in Dubai, I believe. Uh, is that right? In the capital it, of the Abu, UAE? It's in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the United okay, Arab that's, Emirates. Okay, that's right. And um, it's a complex that, yes, uh, has a, a, a Jewish synagogue, a Christian church, and an Islamic mosque wow. all on one complex with a, a kind of convention center there associated with it, and it's going to open up in a few months. Mm. And this has been completely endorsed and overseen by uh, Pope Francis, together with Egypt's top Islamic cleric, uh, the Grand Imam Ahmed al-Taib. And together, these two uh, have been at the forefront of promoting this interfaith move. And ultimately, they're going to try to take this to Jerusalem. Um, ultimately, that's what it's all about, is controlling Jerusalem. And so, you know, there's already a strong spiritual battle going on on that front. Wow. Uh, but for now, uh, they're putting this, this place in the United Arab Emirates, and um, this is going to get a lot of favorable coverage. Uh, expect the mass media to cover this as the greatest thing that's happened uh, in, in recent years uh, to help unite the planet's religions. And, of course, behind this and part of it all is also the COVID agenda, getting everybody vaccinated, and the need to come together globally to solve the environmental crisis, and the call for peace, because uh, a couple of wars are right on the brink of getting ready to start. So, Let's see, if everything that. is going pretty well in the world, there's no need to change, to go into a new world system. And so these globalists have to facilitate and, and fuel crises yep. at every level, uh, uh, whether it's the economy, the environment, uh, wars being fought, food shortages, anything, wherever they can to, to, to fuel this idea of, of um, a crisis everywhere. And the only solution for it is a new world order, a global system of government that's going to figure all this out for us, and then we can all move forward with peace and prosperity, and everything will just be fine. That, that's, that's where they're going with this. And so we would be naive to think that there aren't going to be more crises pre precipitated, especially this year as we approach the elections. That's and I right. think the Ukraine-Russia crisis is a big part of it, well, and also what's going on in the Middle East. Let, let's talk a little bit about that, Gary. We've got about six minutes left. Let, just continue uh, sharing your thoughts on Russia, Ukraine, rumors of war, which people are concerned about. Hearing the headlines, what, what truth do we know? Well... I, I truly love the people of Ukraine. I've been there twice. I spoke at, at one of the largest church in Kiev a number of years ago, and the best man in my son's wedding that just took place a few months ago is from Ukraine, a pastor's son from Ukraine. Huh. So I, I truly love the Ukrainian people, mm -hmm. and I think, I, I think trying to enter NATO is a mistake. I, I believe it's going to be a provocation of the Russians, because uh, you have to understand where they're coming from. Ever since World War II, part of their main doctrine uh, of the Russians has been to have a buffer of nations all around them so that if they ever come under attack again, that they won't be able to be overrun like what Hitler did, where they lost about six million people. And, and so if you understand that, uh, it would be kind of like, uh, let, let's say, Russia came in and made Canada one of their main allies in the world right on our border. How would we react to that? Okay. Well, that's how the Russians are reacting to the West trying to pull Ukraine into NATO. Furthermore, NATO has become a globalist organization. They're basically the marching uh, army for the UN. So why would you want to come into NATO anyway if you understand that? So I personally believe the best path for Ukraine would have been to be a country similar to Finland that gets along with Russia to the best of their ability, but also has very good and strong relations to the West. 
But the fact that Ukraine is being pulled into a, a military establishment that is viewed by Russia as being their main adversary, mm-hmm. uh, you can expect war. Russia's not going to take that. Um, and you look at what our CIA did uh, together with uh, UK intelligence back uh, during the Winter Olympics. Remember that when they took place in Russia just yes. a few years ago? And during the, the Olympics, right in the middle of, of Putin wanting to showcase his country to the rest of the world, uh, there's a coup attempt being made in, in Ukraine, in Kiev. And if you want to get Putin mad, that's a great way to do it. And, and so I think this, this potential war is being orchestrated. I believe there are those who want that tension and who actually want to see this uh, turn into a major uh, global crisis. And then in the Middle East, uh, you've got Russia now. Uh, networking closely with Syria, and as a result, also with Iran, because Iran and Syria are very tight allies. And and so if this war takes place in Ukraine, it could easily spill over into the Middle East. And unlike in the past, Russia would have a straight line right into Israel. Wow. Um, and I'm getting ahead of things right there, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying the stage is, is, is being set. Yes. This kind of thing could happen. Yes, and already we're just hearing so much being ramped up over there. Um, just it's it's just intensifying. It seems as we know converging events, and uh, we've been expecting this. Uh, when will it happen? Well, that that's uh, up for debate. But Gary, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on because we must be concerned about Israel. Um, your f- closing thoughts, Gary. We've got about a minute and a half. Well, I would say since we're on the subject of Israel, you know, Israel is a government. It's an earthly government, uh, just like the U.S. government, mm-hmm. and yes. you've got the same battle being fought over there, almost identical as what we're facing in the U.S. You've got globalists who penetrated the media that are, are pushing one narrative. You've got some bold doctors and and scientists taking a stand, pushing back on this, and the same uh, type of battle is being fought on the economic front and politically in Israel right now. And so, if you see quote-unquote, bad things coming out of Israel. You know, they're about three months further ahead than we are on this, on the whole COVID thing. Um, There's going to be a temptation on the part of some people to become anti-Semitic. And people need to remind themselves and understand that Israel is fighting the same battle that we're fighting here. And don't forget about all the Jewish people in this country that have taken a strong stand against the New World Order, like uh, Mark Levin and and Ben Shapiro and Dr. Zelenko and and Dr. Harvey Risch, who were among the very first to speak out against this vaccine. So just like you have within um, uh, Gentile circles, you've got people promoting this one world agenda, and you've got people who are standing against this agenda, and it's the same among the Jewish community. You've got those who are promoting this one world agenda, and you've got those who are standing strongly against it. Um, So we need to be aware of that and be discerning as Christians and not get drawn into um, this whole thing becoming anti-Semitic and blaming uh, all of our problems on on the Jews. Thanks, Gary. We've got to wrap it up tomorrow. Brad Hopps, Samaritan Ministries, God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.